Welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so glad that you are tuning in. So make sure that you stay tuned for new episodes coming up on the show, and also stay tuned for expert guest speakers coming up on the show. I have quite the lineup building, so you definitely want to make sure to stay tuned for that. Speaking of which, I have an amazing guest today, Donica Sanchez. Donica began her nursing career in 2018 time spent in both the NICU and postpartum mother baby. This gives her a unique perspective into the relationships and bonding processes between parents and babies. Education is her passion. She not only enjoys educating parents on caring for their newborns, but continues to learn about new theories and evidence-based practice with regards to parenting and newborns. She holds a BSN in nursing and RNC for NICU and is certified in neonatal touch and massage. Outside of nursing, Donica loves to travel with her friends and family, read books of all genres, and bake. So without further ado, let's welcome Donica to the show. Thank you so much for being here today, Donica. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here too. So I know that I just, you know, read your bio and you know, told the listeners who you are, but can you, you know, tell the listeners a little bit more about what you do um, in your words? And obviously it's your passion. So um, I just always like to kind of just start there and let the listeners hear from you. So, okay. Well, this whole business started from being a nurse in the hospital, in the postpartum unit. So that's the unit you go to after you have the baby until you go home. And parents getting ready to go home and saying, are you sure we can go home? We don't feel ready to go home or please come with us. And obviously as a nurse, I have to say no, but I thought, you know, if we start a business, then, then maybe we can. Uh, And that's really where all this came from because it is so overwhelming, especially with your first one, but it can also be with any of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And being in the hospital, as much as we try to teach you, you know, quote unquote, everything you need to know, (laughs) there's just no way, there's no way to do it. Um, And then you factor in the fact that no one has slept for the last 24, 48, 72 hours. Mom hasn't eaten for 24, 48 hours. She's in pain. She's tired. You know, you just don't, you're in, you're unable to retain information that, that we're given. I had a full on conversation one day, admitted a mom, and we had a full on conversation about stuff. We joked about things. It was, and she was just, was wonderful. I came back the next day yeah. and, and I said, Oh, do you remember the conversation we had yesterday? She's like, I don't remember talking to you at all. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I know it's not me. It's nothing personal. It's that she right. was so tired and yeah. had been through a C-section and she didn't want a C-section. And there's a lot of stuff that goes along with all that. So, so that's where this business came from is is recognizing how overwhelming and scary it can be to go home with a brand new baby. And sometimes you're walking into an empty home with no one nearby to really give you the support and the help that you need, even if you don't even realize you need it yet. Yeah, that's Hmm. awesome. So tell moms more about this business that you, you know, created. So So what we do, yeah, what we do, we, we actually generally like for you to spend the first night alone with just your family. Mm -hmm. It helps bond and you can kind of get used to being back in your own place. 
But then what we do is we have, um, and we are all registered nurses, myself and all Mm -hmm. of my employees are registered nurses who have experience in the NICU and or postpartum worlds. Um, But we'll come in and kind of go over all of those things that we went over in the hospital, but that maybe you don't remember or you didn't retain, or it's just very different now that you're on your own. You know, there isn't a nurse standing right here to watch you diaper the baby or um, having to give your first bath can be very scary because in the hospital, a lot of times the nurses do it. So, um, you know, handling a baby can be hard enough on its own and then you make them, you know, get them wet and it's a whole new thing. <laughs> They're very slippery. Like we have like a, um, like a soaking tub, you know, with jets and mm-hmm. that's what I bathe my five month old in. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like <laughs> I every time I take them, I'm like better about it now. And this is my third baby. Okay. They are yes. slippery. Yes. Because I am like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to like hold on to this baby so tightly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like so deep to get him out of. I'm like, oh <laughs> yes. my third and, baby. And I'll tell you something else that I think is is harder. Um, social media, and we can we could have a whole whole podcast. Yeah talk about social media. I think there's good and bad. Um, but I have one patient or one client who bought like four different bathtubs because Mm. she's like, I didn't know which one to get. And they all looked good. And they were all on social media. And I was like, Whoa, like your baby only needs one, but it's okay. Let's, but let's talk about it. Let's try them. Let's Mm -hmm. look at them and have somebody with some knowledge beyond just social media knowledge. Like we're nurses, we can tell you what to look for and, you know, um, what you're going to need to do with these. And, and it turns out she can keep a couple of them. She can rotate through, or, you know, some are better for when the baby gets a little bit older, but, um, there's just a lot of information out there. And so I think one of the things that we do is help sort through that information for you. Um, and really it's, it's one-on-one we're in, your home, we're using your things so we can help you figure out how to use your equipment and supplies and figuring out what's best for you and your family. And that is just, it's going to vary. It's going to vary from person to person. So for sure. Oh, I love that so much. So people, you know, they've had babies forever, right? So Mm -hmm. why, you know, what's changed? Like, why do they need, you know, this help? Why do you think moms, you know, need this help in their homes? I think a couple of things have changed. The first one is the lack of extended family being nearby. So for a long time, you had grandma, sister, and uncle living next door or living down the street, or at least living in the same community. And we've become such a, a commuter and widespread you know, just culture that we're, we're all over the place. We're living all over because it's a, you know, in a four hour plane ride, I can get pretty much anywhere in the country, but a four hour plane ride doesn't help if your baby's screaming right now and you're on the verge of tears and you haven't slept for, you know, two days. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I think. And then the second I kind of touched on already is the overload of information, the not just social media, but you know, magazines and TV shows and the keeping up with the Joneses culture that we have here. And well, so-and-so got a, there's this thing, it's not called a baby Keurig, but I call it the baby Keurig. It like holds the formula and the water and it mixes it for you. It's like this crazy contraption, which is amazing. 
but it's expensive. <laughs> Not everyone will be able to, you know, afford it. Um, right. but it can be all of that external stuff is overwhelming, let alone just trying to figure out how to keep a human alive, you know, <laughs> a small yeah. human who can't talk to you, who can't do anything for themselves. And, um, yeah. it, it can be a lot. So that's where I think it, it can be helpful to have another set of eyes who are professionals who are in the industry, who are licensed and can kind of help yeah. you, help you sort through, like I said, the information, help you figure out the supports that you can get where you can get it. Um, and, and really hopefully, I mean, the whole idea is that we help you build the confidence yourself so that yeah. you, you know, that you can do it and you yeah. will be able to do it. That is fantastic. <laughs> and I just asked because I knew that moms, like some moms listening or, you know, would think, Hey, like, why do I, why do I need this service? People have been having, women have been having babies for years and years and years, but mm -hmm. I mean, oh my goodness, I wish, you know, for my first born definitely would have loved to have you or anybody from your team, um, just come in and help with that. My mom was here, which was a blessing or well, not here exactly, but, um, you know, to have her, but he was a very unsettled baby. He was mm -hmm. very overstimulated. He mm -hmm. has special needs now. Um, and just really, I, I mean, I, I don't joke about this, but I was going to say, I kind of joke that like the big, the, his first big transition into the world, um, like that was the, his first struggle because mm -hmm. he really struggles with transitions. And I always am like it, the first, I mean, his first major transition was coming into this world. And I mean, it's not a joke. It's true. I mean, he mm -hmm. was the kid on in the hospital that screamed bloody murder mm -hmm. the whole entire time we were there. I mean, right. he just was very unsettled and overstimulated and to have a nurse mm -hmm. be able to like, come home with me, <laughs> like mm -hmm. even just my husband was there and I had some support, but I mean, right. just to have that extra because we were like, Oh, you know, this is our first baby. What do right. we do with this? And right. I was 31, I think. And I had been around babies my whole life and taking care of, you know, people's kids. And then, you know, I have this very unsettled baby and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with this, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. what to do. Well, um, and, and not everyone has been around babies before. And so you don't know right. what's normal and what's not normal. Is for it normal sure. for that baby to be screaming like, you know, 20 yeah. hours straight, or is that not normal? And, right. and what are the things that we can do to see, you know, what some of the issues might be? So we've got a whole toolbox of things we can try, yeah. but as a new parent, you don't have that toolbox yet. It's just, it's not quite there. I also had a client who her mother lived down the street. And she's like, I love my mother more than anything, but I do not want her telling me what to do with my child. Like that's yeah. not the relationship I want to have, which, right. you know, I totally understand. So mm -hmm. boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So you were talking about earlier, your client with the, with the bathing. So I'm just curious what you have to say, like, is there like a wrong way to bathe a baby or, you know, to even like change a diaper to do any of those like normal things that we do when we become moms or those things that we have to do when we become not moms that, you know, do become normal. Can mm -hmm. we do them wrong? There are 
I guess wrong might be a slight exaggeration, but there are better ways of doing them and things that can be less stressful for both mom and baby. So for example, yeah. and I think this probably would have been very helpful with your first one is a swaddle bath. Um, when, when mm. we think of bathing babies, people think of just dunking them in a little tub and then they scream. They scream yeah. not because, you know, even if you have warm water, they're screaming because they're not used to having all this wide open space, right? If you think about where yeah. they came from, they were crunched up in your tummy. There were boundaries all the way around their bodies. We bring them out mm -hmm. in this world and we're like, look, you're free. And they're like, we don't want to be free. We don't like this yeah. freedom. And it freaks yeah. them out. So mm -hmm. a swaddle bath is really the best way to bathe a newborn for at least maybe a couple weeks, even depending on the child, a couple months, couple weeks, yeah. it really depends on the baby, but it's where you're keeping them swaddled and then you put them in the water, but that way they have boundaries. They feel contained. You kind of pull one body part out at a time, wash that little part. Um, and then the other thing about bathing is, is once the baby's screaming, you're going to hurry, you're going to rush to get through that yeah. bath because you just want to be done. And it just is it's escalating the stress mm -hmm. on everybody, right? The, yeah. the mom mm -hmm. gets more stressed. The baby can feel that energy. The baby's getting mm -hmm. more stressed, which then makes mom more stressed. Like it just keeps going, 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 going. So the really like the underlying goal of everything we are doing is to reduce stress. Um, you know, we all hear stress is killing us. And so why don't we start reducing stress from birth? You know, the, the more stress we can re reduce on the baby, the more calm the parents will be. And that just kind of is a synergy that perpetuates itself. The baby will continue to be calmer if the parents are calmer. So, um, sure. wrong way, maybe not a wrong way, but there are right. definitely better ways of doing things that will make a much better experience for everybody. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because we did do that with our first. We did mm -hmm. not do it at first with our first. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea. I'm going to ask him when we're done, but I have no <laughs> idea where my husband came up with. It was my husband's idea. Ooh. He, he decided we should swaddle this baby in the bath. And mm -hmm. I did do it with, I don't think we did it with my second. He was just so like, just chill, whatever. Didn't mm -hmm. care about like mm -hmm. anything. It was middle of summer. So he just was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. We didn't think to do it with him, but I did do it with this baby that I just had my third mm -hmm. as well. And I just was like, I just feel like he's so much more comfortable. And mm -hmm. it was the same, same exact thing. I don't do that now. He just like chills in the water. He's five months, but yeah. for the first like month of his life, um, you know, when I started giving him like regular baths, he, I swaddled him and just, mm -hmm. you know, took out one body part at a time, like you were okay. saying, but that yeah. is interesting because my husband, that was his idea um, awesome. to do that for our oldest, because he did not like the bath at first. And that's how he, like, we got through baths with him mm -hmm. and he actually stopped screaming through oh, wow. the bath. Yeah. Uh, like he started in, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, enjoy them. Maybe he didn't enjoy them. He tolerated them. He <laughs> right. started tolerating them. Um, and he was not screaming anymore. Right. So that really like hmm. that in the butt. And the first time I did put my baby now in water, he was getting fussy. And I just was like, you know, I'm just going to wrap him up 
just mm-hmm. like I did. And I immediately like took him out of the water. Cause I didn't think about it at first. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. went and got him a saddle blanket and I was like, I'm just going to put him in, you know, this yeah. and do what I did with Jack. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, like I said, that's what it's all about. It's having a a tool chest of things you can try. And, and even, you know, when we, when we come in to help a family, I'm not going to be able to walk in and tell you, oh, just do this, this, and this, because every baby's different. But what we can do together is run through a list of things and try a bunch of different things. And what are we looking for? And did you notice a difference? Mm -hmm. And we, um, we had a client call us, their baby had been in the NICU. Um, but had been at home now for about a week or so. And they called and said he was eating just fine. And now he's not eating anymore. Oh my gosh, please come help. So we went Mm. over there and it turned out to be a nipple issue. They had, um, they needed to change the nipple on the bottle and, but they were like, how would we know that that's what it is? You know? So then we sat and we talked about it and okay, here's what you're looking for. Here are the signs that we're looking for. If this happens, you might need to go up on the nipple. If this happens, you might need to go down on the nipple. So it really, education is a big part of this. It's, Mm -hmm. we're not going to come in and just tell you what to do. It's, it's about learning your baby and what works for you and your, Mm -hmm. your family. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And it's, I'm sure that like the moms that you go help just feel like so supported, Mm -hmm. you know, like I wouldn't think of that either. I mean, even really for my third baby, I don't know that I would think of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, to change the nipple. I mean, I breastfeed too, but you know, my babies all get bottles because I pump for them sometimes and, you know, do other things. So I would never even have thought like, Oh, uh, the nipple for the bottle may be the problem. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I have three kids. I just feel like having, you and your team there just for moms. I mean, that's just, it's amazing what you do. Like just the support I would, I mean, even for my second or third baby who I was like, eh, you know, you kind of got it down. I mean, yeah. even having that support then just for like <laughs> to have the support, it's just so amazing. Can well, you, you do. I, yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes, you know, sometimes we'll have clients that really ultimately they just need to hear that they're doing okay. You know, you yeah. need, you need yeah. that someone behind you saying, you're doing fine. Everything you're doing is mm-hmm. fine. You know, just you're, you're yeah. going to be okay. Have some confidence. Let's build that confidence. You know, you've got this, but, but it definitely, yeah. sometimes you just need another person kind of on your side and, and cheerleading it. So we're happy to do that as yeah, well. For sure. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. just, I just love what you do. Thank um, you. what does, yeah, you're welcome. So Donica, what is evidence-based practice? And this is probably your favorite thing we're going to talk about tonight, right? <laughs> you love this term. Yes. Um, what does it mean in terms for, you know, of newborn care? So evidence-based practice is exactly what it sounds like. It is, um, it is a way of doing things now based on evidence that has been collected over the past few years over new Mm -hmm. ways to do things, um, or new scientific information that has come out or new studies that have come out. So with regards to newborns, for example, the swaddle baiting is something that has come from evidence-based practice. It's, it's come from the fact that we're finding that just because babies come out of your tummy doesn't mean they like the freedom. They hate the freedom. And when babies are very stressed, that can form 
pain pathways in their brain. So they're actually kind of, it's causing pain. It's, it's an actual pain to them. It's not just like, I don't like this. It's an actual pain thing. And if you have repeated pain over and over and over and over, then there's pathways in your brain. There's neurons that are being wired to focus on the pain. So we want to reduce stress so that the brain can develop the way it's supposed to develop. It's called um, neurodevelopment. And Mm. it has to do with um, then leading into physical development as well. So especially Mm -hmm. if babies were born a little bit early, the brain isn't fully developed yet. It's not quite ready to do all the things it needs to do. I mean, our brains aren't done till we're 25 anyway, but you know what I mean? Right. Right. So, um, there's some great pictures online on what, what does the brain of a 25 week old baby look like versus a 35 week old baby? And it's, they're phenomenal. The one, it's a 25 year old baby. It's the shape of a brain, but it's smooth. It is completely smooth. And so, you know, all the, the little squigglies (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we see in the brain, that's like a stereotypical brain. All of those get formed as the baby develops more and more. So if, if the baby is super stressed out, if the baby's in the NICU, they're, they're experiencing pain every single day. Even a touch can be painful to a premature baby. So evidence-based practice has shown us those things. It has told us about that brain development and how it can affect them in the future and all of those things. So that has now led to NICUs being quieter places. Um, Mm. There are now little um, headphones, not just for infants. You've probably seen them like at concerts, people have little headphones, which is just amazing, but they make them for babies in the NICU, just ones that are on a ventilator because the ventilator is loud. So even if it's in a closed, the baby's in a closed isolate, there's still noise that's inside there or coming in. And if we can help protect the hearing, we can help protect some of that brain development, which then will help Mm -hmm. the baby further down the line. So, I mean, yeah, fascinating. There's a million things that keep coming out. Um, So just trying to stay on top of that, but that again is um, in terms of newborns, that has kind of led to that whole swaddle bathing thing as well. Yeah. Let's Mm -hmm. keep them comfortable. Let's keep them contained. They want to be swaddled. The other part of swaddling, if I can just like keep talking for a moment is um, everyone, everyone wants to swaddle their babies with their arms down by their side, like a straight jacket, but Mm -hmm. evidence based practice has shown us it's okay to swaddle them with their hands up. So Mm -hmm. I know moms and they always ask in the hospital, when you went to your ultrasound appointments, did your baby have one or both hands in front of their face? Like every single time. And you're like, Oh yes. Oh my gosh. We couldn't even see their face. The left hand was always up. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. If you look at the baby, the left hand is up either Mm -hmm. touching face or just chewing on fingers. I said, well, why would we want to take that hand away from them? They've had access to that hand for nine months. If we take it away, they're going to be unhappy. Let's let them Mm -hmm. have their hands. So show them how to swaddle so that the baby still has access to that hand. It helps them self-soothe, which is just soothing Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, It makes kind of for a a happier baby all around. So that again is an evidence-based practice. It's practice that has come out of evidence-based studies and, and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And hey, you're the star of the show. So you talk away. (laughs) (laughs) You may never get a word in edgewise if we do that. (laughs) That's okay. Um, Yeah. What are some other things that you can tell the moms listening that have come out with evidence-based practice? I'm just curious of like some of the other things over the 
last few years. Right. Um, Some of them. So a lot of it, the swaddling is a big part and it's swaddling in all situations. So having the baby swaddled when they're in their own bed, having them swaddled with the bath, you can also swaddle the top part of their bodies when you're changing a diaper. So Mm, you don't need to unswaddle all the way because again, now they're just exposed to the air where they don't want to be. They, they want their boundaries. Um, I have a friend, I have a friend who's in this industry actually, but just had her first, she had, she had twins and she's yeah. like, oh my gosh, one of them just screams every time I change her diaper. And so I said, well, here, I'll change it. I'll change the diaper for you. I went to help her out one day. I said, I'll change the diaper for you. I kept the arms swaddled and changed mm-hmm. the diaper and the baby <laughs> did not cry at all. And she goes, oh my God, what did you just do? And she yeah. always cries. And I'm like, swaddle the top. And she was like, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? And again, yeah. it's just, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming mm-hmm. to have babies and you're not always on, you know, fully um, rested and right. <laughs> having good nutrition yeah. and having time to think about these things. So swallowing is a big one. If you do have a baby who was born a little early, excuse me, even if they weren't necessarily in the NICU, but if they were born at 35 weeks, 36 weeks, um, they may have feeding issues. And it's Mm. not because there's something wrong. It's because of the development, um, to to be able to eat, we have, or to suck out of a bottle, you have to be able to suck, swallow and breathe all at the same time. Those are three different skills. These babies are still figuring that stuff out. Now they Mm -hmm. start sucking and swallowing in the womb. Actually, they are swallowing amniotic fluid. Sometimes they're sucking on their fingers, but the breathing thing, they don't, get to even try until they're born. So yeah, it's a whole, there's a whole process here. Um, but if you, so sometimes if they're born earlier, it takes them a little bit longer to kind of catch on to those things. So there are certain ways mm-hmm. of feeding those babies of certain ways of holding them while you're feeding them that can help yeah. develop those muscles without, you know, um, causing choking or asphyxiation or that kind of stuff. Um, watching what kind of nipples you're using with those babies is something yeah. else to keep in mind. Um, there's, there's just, um, there's a million, so many, yeah. <laughs> million things. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't sure if there was anything else that maybe you wanted to share. And this is such, such good conversation. Um, the swaddles, you know, I have actually found like those swaddle blankets, you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? That have the like the pre-made on. or the pre like yeah. stone ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are, I love those things. And mm-hmm. a few of them that I've had with this baby, my baby grew out of them very, very quickly, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a few of them on the bottom had zippers. Yes. So a lot. And Almost everyone for him, I had zippers except for like the little, little tiny ones. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is amazing because then you're not, especially for the middle of the night, I wasn't thinking about like for, you know, making, keeping them happy for diaper change. Like the, my brain just wasn't going there, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking like not waking them up in the middle of the night. If I have to change a diaper, you know what I mean? And keeping them, you know, still half asleep and not like making them wide awake. So like, Hey, let's play. It's play time. Yeah. Um, and disturbing Absolutely. them so much. Like that's mm-hmm. where my brain is like, this is so convenient. I don't have to like, I can just mm-hmm. take this up the bottom and they're still yep. cozy in a little cocoon. Yeah. So that's onesies. Just, they're making onesies yeah. that way as well. Um, which is nice. Yeah. So pajama onesies that'll zip from the bottom or the top 
So yeah, nighttime, yeah. and even if you're awake, dip it from the bottom, but that way they still get to feel contained up on top and you can change the yeah. underneath. He has lots of pajamas like that too. There's a lot yeah. of pajamas that either have two zippers, which mm-hmm. I actually don't prefer the ones with two zippers, because let me tell you why I always like, well, you know, unzipper like tonight, for instance, I, he had one on and I unzippered him from the bottom and took mm-hmm. his bottom half out. And mm-hmm. then I was like, Oh, we're going to do a bath. So half of his body is out and now I can't get him out of it without putting his body back in. <laughs> There's another zipper at the top and I, we have one like that. I okay. appreciate them no matter what, but, and then we have one that like just zip from the bottom and then they, un- you know, so when you're unzipping it, like I could just take it right. off. Right. Top. But I was like, Oh, like, yeah. like I get stuck in these things sometimes or <laughs> I do that and then he, like the blowout. <laughs> Like, oh, there's another I have to put you back in these pajamas that are like dirty with yeah out of them because I didn't realize, you know. Um trial and error with new things for sure. (laughs) For sure. They're not always the most convenient. If you can find ones without two zippers, I would suggest the ones without them, but I definitely appreciate them. They're they're great. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you, you brought up a good point too, of, of not wanting to disturb your baby at nighttime while they're sleeping. Um, Mm -hmm. up until about five months or so, Mm -hmm. again, this will depend on the baby. Your baby should not be sleeping through the night. Really? Their stomachs aren't big enough to hold enough food. So, you know, I like to, I tell all my moms in the, you know, when the baby's first born, the baby's not eating three large meals a day. So we need to make sure that they're having snacks all throughout the day. Feed your yeah. baby every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, society likes to celebrate when a baby sleeps through the night, which on one hand, I totally understand. I mean, as right. a mom, you're like, oh, finally, I get a whole mm-hmm. night's sleep. But it's actually not good for your baby because they're not getting nutrition consistently throughout the night. Again, yeah. this is just the first few months, but you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Lots of little things like that, that you may not, you know, you may not know as a first time parent. For sure. And then sometimes you get bad advice, like put your, give your baby a bottle with some rice cereal in it to get him to sleep all night long. Or I've I've actually got that advice Mm -hmm. before with my first. And I mean, I did, we did all of the, um, all of the classes for my first Mm -hmm. baby Mm -hmm. offered to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I learned a ton. I'm not saying that like, oh, I didn't really need them. That's not what I mean. But like, I had known a lot about babies already. I've been around kids my whole entire life, right. my whole entire life. Like my sister had um, my nephew when I was 12 and still lived in our home. She was young. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all kind of just raised that baby together, but you know, it's different when you become a mom, like th- these are your, this mm-hmm. is your baby. So mm-hmm. I wanted to like do all the things correctly, you know, and especially so many people put car seats in cars incorrectly. Like that is such a problem and you think you're doing it correctly. I'm so grateful for like taking those classes and having them available to me. Um, because that's probably something that maybe I would have done because I wouldn't have had an idea, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of, I mean, I, th- I think in my head, like, oh, this is pretty self-explanatory. It needs to be, you know, at the, you can read the manual and it needs to be at this ball, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> at, at that incline. Right. But I'm like, I don't know what, I, you know, what I really 
have thought that I don't know, you know, you just don't know. So it's definitely yeah. beneficial. But so when I, you know, got that advice and like, oh, give babies, like, I mean, he was like two months old. I'm like, he's not supposed right. to be sleeping. <laughs> you know, my first and I'm definitely, honestly, I've never given any of my babies rice cereal. I don't have like, I'm not against it or anything. They just didn't need it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me. So I'm getting over a cold. That's just, I have, oh. I'm over the cold. The cold symptoms have been gone for over a week. And I just have this path pesky ah. cough still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yep. Same. So, um, Same. yeah. Well, and rice, but, rice cereal is, that's kind of a, it's the way they used to do it, you know? So it, it right, depends exactly. on who you're getting your, you know, the advice from. And it's, I think right. everyone has good intentions, obviously, but for sure evidence changes, science changes, theories change. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now, no, we don't give rice cereal to two month olds. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, it was an, it was a well-intentioned older generation, you know, yes. um, person. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, it's just, that's the thing is like, if you don't know, um, and a lot of times you don't with your first, you're just, mm-hmm. Like, oh, my baby will sleep through the night if I do that. Awesome. Let's right. do it. Um, and you're really, I mean, I can just imagine what that's doing to their poor little tummies. You know, at that age, if you're doing that, your yeah. babies back in the day. Like, I mean, they, uh, I, what I, is I, this? This doesn't feel right. It's <laughs> like the rock in your belly, you know, like I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. It must feel like that for a baby, you know, probably, and be eaten. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Well, this has been fun, Donica. I've enjoyed you being here so much today. Um, is there any? Here. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share with moms before we wrap up for tonight? Mm, I would say the biggest kind of takeaway just to maybe review is, um, and it's actually, we didn't talk about this a whole lot, but finding, finding who your support people are. And yeah. there, there are people out there you know, your friends all have Instagrams that make it look like life is fantastic, but it's not perfect. And so be honest with the struggles that you're having, find some people that you trust and be honest with those people because it just helps so, so, so much to know that you're not alone and you're not, you're not alone. Whatever your situation is, I I guarantee you are not alone and, Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to ask for help whether it's, you know, a company like ours or a family member or a friend, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help because there's plenty of people out there that really do want to help you. And, um, and you can do it can do it. You just might need a little, a little support team. Yeah, absolutely. And the support is so needed for moms. And a lot of times moms have guilt over that. Like, oh, I should be able to Mm -hmm. do it all on my own and all of these things that come up. And we're not, you know, we're just not meant to do things alone and we're meant to have, you know, do things in community and, and together and to have that support system. It's just so important, especially after you have a baby, because you're, you know, even if you don't struggle with like postpartum anxiety or depression, you're still having a flood of hormones and emotions that are going on. And just to have somebody there to have your back is just so important. So uh, I agree. Uh, and I feel like it's different. Like for me, it's different with each 
kid, like <laughs> the hormone fluctuations. I'm like, okay, absolutely like can be, absolutely yeah. can be for sure. Like my age too, <laughs> like I could hold her, you know, each of the it all I have something. All right, moms, to learn more about Danica or Bonica. did I say that? Danica. Oh my gosh, it's the okay. first time I did that tonight. I'm it's so okay. sorry. It's to learn okay. more about Danica um, and what she has to offer, you can visit uh, babystepsnursing.com. Danica, can you tell our listeners what they can find there? We have a bunch of things. We have resources, we have services, we have an inquire page. If you just have a question about something, feel free. Uh, to fill oh. that out and send it in phone yeah. numbers on there. If you have a question, we're going to be, uh, we're shooting some videos pretty soon. So we'll have some videos up on the page as well for kind of little mm -hmm. tips and tricks for, you know, bathing those slippery little, those slippery little nuggets. <laughs> well, they're not as slippery when you swaddle them. <laughs> this is very true. They are not, not slippery at all, actually. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, I could, I could get him out of the bathtub much easier when I yes. did. I swaddled him than when I can now. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So there's just so many great resources there for, uh, for you listeners and, you know, definitely check out Donica's page and, uh, website. And I will have that listed for you in the description of the episode. So you can just click on it and go right there. Um, and definitely, you know, take Donica up on, you know, going to the visiting the website and, and just pulling some of those resources there for you. Um, but until next time, Donica, it has been such a pleasure to have you here today. I'm so sorry that I messed up your name a few minutes ago. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, until next time, moms, thank you for tuning in. Take care and God bless.